0: I've got a heart that is full of faith-filled helplessness. There are mountains ahead that I can't move by myself. But I know when I'm weak, He's strong. When I can barely breathe, there's still a song. Even though it's hard right now, I'm not here on my own. So when it seems it can't be done I know God is big enough I can run the race I'm called to run Cause I know God is big enough He'll finish everything he starts He'll meet us right here where we are And I can feel faith rising up Cause I know God is big enough. <laughs> On the days that the shadows of doubt make me feel small, I'll declare that I won't stand in my strength at all. Cause I won't live a day you didn't plan, Every single moment is in your hand Even if the whole world shakes You're the rock on which I stand So when it seems it can't be done I know God is big enough I can run the race I'm called to run Cause I know God is big enough He'll finish everything he starts. He'll meet us right here where we are. And I can feel faith rising up, cause I know God is big enough. Bigger than the fear that surrounds me. Bigger than the chains that have bound me. Bigger than the story my past could tell. Bigger than the weight of tomorrow, bigger than the hurt and the sorrow,
1: bigger than the lies I've
0: told myself. So when it seems it can't be done, I know God is big enough. I can run the race I'm called to run. Cause I know God is big enough He'll finish everything he starts He'll meet us right here where we are And I can feel faith rising up So when it seems it can't be done I know God is big enough I can run the race I'm called to run, cause I know God is big enough. He'll finish everything he starts, he'll meet us right here where we are. And I can't feel faith rising up, cause I know God is big enough.
1: It's not right here, fellas, but all right. I, uh, and God is big enough. Amen. He really is. And uh, it takes away a lot of your worries and your stress when you know that God's in control no matter what's going on. And uh, it really is. And so, boy, I feel better because now I have my wife here. So when I walk out the door, she can tell me how wonderful I am. <laughs> she'll always ask me, she said, Well, did you, you know, she'll say, How'd you do? I say, I oh, is okay. She'll say, Well, do you get any response to it? I said, No. Because I want her to know how much I need her. No. The, uh, uh, and I'm thrilled that she's, she's back with us. She's an encouragement to my soul. Uh, also, I know she must be an encouragement to you because when she's gone, uh, the hallway clears out in about five minutes. I shake hands and then turn to look, and everybody's gone. When my wife is here, I shake hands and turn to look and I can't see anything because everybody's in front of me because uh, I think she just stands in the door and won't, won't let you out, but, uh, but I, I'm glad that she's back. I want you to, to um, go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, Matthew chapter 20, verse 26. Of course, we've been uh, going through the commands of Christ and last Sunday I kind of deviated from that a little bit. Uh, and this Sunday they're going to put up the commands of Christ or the verse. One of the two, okay. Uh, we get that in full volume there. Nope. All right, anyway, uh, that's why I love PowerPoint. The, um, our, the uh, verses that we have here, it says, Whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister, and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Now we're in the, you know, this is about the 32nd command, I think somewhere in there, and we we talked about this one last week. But in our study of Christ's commands, we most recently looked at, kind of correlated uh, these latest commands to marriage. And uh, we talked about marriage, we talked about uh, marriage and divorce, we talked about uh, some of those things last week, but also we talked about the servant's heart in general and uh, in, in marriage specifically, the servant's heart. Now there'd not be a conflict in the home over positions or authority or leadership if we simply complied to the Lord's command right here. If we had, if we complied to this command, if we just decided to each be servants, If we would just be servants to each other. Because God makes it really clear. He says the one that is leading is the servant. And the truth is all of us lead somewhere, somehow. And and in fact, the principle here is, is that we ought to all be servants to each other. And so... Now, instead of battling over leadership, we'd be striving to serve each other. Uh, and if we're striving to serve each other, uh, that we're gonna, we're, the relationship is going to get stronger. And we, and this is exactly what we do if we just decided to follow Christ's commands. This is, this is one of his commands, that we're to be servants. It's not an optional thing. This is a command that Christ gave us. And, and, and again, we're in a generation that really doesn't like commands or absolutes, but the fact is, is that this is so vital that we understand that Christ would not have commanded it if it wasn't vitally important to relationships and vitally important to our our service for God. And so uh, a servant, now he's telling us to be a servant. Now servant is by definition a slave. In this case, it would be a voluntary slave, which is called a bond slave in the, in the Bible. It's one that it, it, one that says, I'm, I choose to be a slave. And this is what God is saying. Uh, he says that he, believe, God says that he's commanded us to choose to be a slave to each other. And that means that any request becomes a, a royal command, so to speak. And so... Uh, one, now, one definition of a slave is this, of, of a servant is devoted to another to the disregard of one's own self-interest. And, and this is so so vital because we, again, we, we are so much about uh, making sure I'm okay. You know, so many of the marriage situations that we deal with and talk to, uh, that's what comes out. It, it comes out, I don't feel like I'm being treated right. Well, the truth is, is that God says, this is really not about how you're treated. It's about how you're treating other people. How do you treat somebody else? Now you say, well, isn't it important how I'm treated? It is. But, but you, we can't change someone else. We can only change ourselves. And so... Uh, that's where we have to start. We have to start by our commitment to, to Christ. So let's have a word of prayer and we we'll get started. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord Jesus, guide my mind, my thoughts as we travel through a few more of these, these uh, commands. And Lord, as we learn, as we uh, hopefully we, we see the application of the truth to our hearts, to our own lives and Father, that's what I do as I go through these. I, I look and I realize how they apply to me, how they apply to my marriage, how they apply to my Christianity. And Father, I pray that you'd guide my mind right now. And Holy Spirit, I yield myself to thee and I ask you please to fill me and anoint me with your fresh oil for this moment. And Lord, I ask you to, to, to wrap your arms around me and, and around this place and everyone in it to, to divinely protect us. And, and Lord, to turn back every evil that we might try to intervene in what we're trying to say and intervene in, in some decision for you that someone might make for you. Please, dear God, we need your presence and power at this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this whole teaching that w- where we're talking about the servant and the, the verse that you see up there, uh, this whole teaching uh, is, is just so vital in the life of each of us as a Christian, but it applies in every area of life. We're talking a lot in the context of marriage, but it applies to the family as a whole. It applies to dads and moms and to children. It applies to the workplace. It really does. God God didn't say this was about just marriage. We've been making a a direct application about marriage. But but God says this, he just says simply, uh, as you see it, but it it shall not be uh, so among you, but whosoever shall be great among you, let it be your minister. That can be in any environment. That's in the workplace. That's also, it applies in the church. Uh, So every leader in any leadership position should be a servant to those they lead. And so uh, this is what God's trying to say and, uh, and, and honestly, I've preached about it here before talked about it before, but this is what true leadership of love is. It's when you look at an individual and you try to discern uh, how they uh, best understand uh, uh, love and how they best understand correction, how they best understand reproof, how they will receive it, how they will accept it, because it, you know, it, it doesn't help anybody if we blast them out of the water and they don't receive it. And it doesn't help anybody at all. But if we will talk to them in a way that, and I'll be honest with you, uh, different people receive it different ways. Uh, There are some people that, that, you know, our children, and I've told you about them and, you know, but each of them is very, very different the way they receive correction. Uh, One of them, you simply have to say a word, say you did something wrong. Another one, uh, you have to get physical. And so, uh, it's the only way that they, uh, comprehend or even what you're talking about. Uh, you know, so different people are different ways and it's, it's that way in society, it's that way in workplace, it's that way in the church. And so in anything that we do, so now... That's kind of where we were. We're talking about servant leadership, how it applies to the church, and and, and honestly, uh, as I went through this, how it applies to me, you know, because as a shepherd, a shepherd leads the sheep. The shepherd leads through danger and protects, and leads through the to the pasture to feeding. And so uh, he leads. That's the key term. A separate